you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B. and J. Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show. I will tell you today, I intentionally want to get around to a bunch of phone calls because we didn't get to take maybe one yesterday at the end of the show. And uh, I really think that this is a topic that our listeners um, really want to weigh in on. And Mm -hmm. so I, I want to make sure that we do that and that we're very intentional about making sure that we get around to phone calls. Uh, today is sort of a part two, but I'm asking the question, like, who is a Christian? Mm. Who is a Christian? That's yeah. the question that we have to ask. I think we have historically felt like if a person identifies as a Christian, just right off the bat, mm-hmm. we think that we share a certain amount of like common conviction. Right. And so we're very gracious in that way, right? right? Like we're, we're like, okay, you're a Christian. And we think that that assertion comes along with a certain amount of beliefs Mm-hmm. and behaviors, mm-hmm. convictions, yeah. right? I think that for some of us listening, we have assumed even um, that when a person claims to be a Christian, that maybe that comes along with a biblical worldview, meaning that it informs everything that they do, right. all that they say and how they live. Yeah. Uh, but what we have found, uh, thanks to George Barna, is that that is not true. Yeah, and I, I mean, thanks to George Barna, but it's just... <laughs> rubbing shoulders yeah. with other people who profess to be <laughs> yeah. Christians. Yeah. Like it, it's, yeah. you, you would expect that you would have those common things, a common worldview, biblical worldview. You would expect that. Like, why, yeah. why shouldn't we? But yeah. sadly, that's not the case. It's not the case. And so I just want to talk about it because I think that this is troubling. Um, I appreciate the work that goes into researching when a person says that they're a Christian, that, um, there are several categories that mm-hmm. they can fall into in America. Right. And I think this this actually is, uh, this information that I have in front of me here is actually more beneficial to us as Christians than some of the other polling data that we get. Because when people say, like, say, for example, if you say 69% of people identify as Christian in mm-hmm. America, um, even though that number is falling, you know what I mean, pretty quickly, yeah. I think that people can can think that that means something that it doesn't mean. Right. But then when you continue with the breakdown, we kind of got into it a little bit yesterday. If you were mm-hmm. listening yesterday, don't worry. Um, or if you weren't listening yesterday, don't worry. We will put links in the show again today so that you can get not only the study, but the article that we looked at yesterday. Uh, it was a Christian Post article. Um, Most adult U.S. Christians don't believe the Holy Spirit is real. Mm-hmm. That was blasphemy. Yeah, it, it, it is. Blasphemy. It was, it was shocking. It was like, wow. It is, it is, it is as you wow. said yesterday, as you jumped to the end of the show. <laughs> a, a Christian asserting that the Holy Spirit isn't real or that the Holy Spirit of God is a force mm-hmm. or a light mm-hmm. or a feeling right. is atheist. Yeah. At worst, right? Yeah. If you want to be a little more generous, you would say agnostic. But again, we're talking about people who are claiming to be Christians. Mm-hmm. And so this is incredibly troubling. Yeah. I think it also shows a lack of biblical literacy. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, you have to question what's being taught 
to these professing Christians? Like, so, man, what 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 did they learn about who the Holy Spirit is? Yeah. Like, man, you, you have to go back to the, the theology and the doctrine and see, like, man, what are these people being taught? That's right. And then I think also a necessary question is, I mean, you know, how do we how do we show or turn um, the mm-hmm. right interest mm-hmm. in the direction of the study and, and the knowledge of the existence of the Holy Spirit of God? Yeah. Because we know factually, I say factually because it's in the scriptures, mm-hmm. right? We know that the Holy Spirit does the drawing. Yeah. We know that the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, mm-hmm. right? So if a person even comes to Christ, has the ability to feel guilt over their sin, that's the doing of the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. glory to God, give credit to the work that the Spirit is doing as was promised by Christ, that the helper was going to come. Now, I think there are even some people who have wrongly believed that the helper is like, you know, God's helper, Mm. that the Holy Spirit isn't God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's, Mm -hmm. he's God's assistant. Right. Right. Like, think about this. Like, these are the things that we don't because we don't read scripture. Maybe we hear something just kind of in passing. Right. And then we start to adopt it. But the Holy Spirit is our helper. Right. Like Jesus said, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you to fend for yourself. You're not going to have to figure these things out on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit, he's with you, but he will be in you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, And so here we are today for every Christian. We are, in fact, sealed mm. by the Holy Spirit of God, mm. and yet you've got a lot of self-professing Christians yeah. saying that they don't even believe the Holy Spirit of God is real. And, and it's important that we understand who the Holy Spirit is. Like, because Jesus, um, to his disciples, I always look at it as the Holy Spirit is to us. Like, he's God. Amen. And just like Jesus was with his disciples, helping them navigate, you know, showing them the way, you know, teaching them. But Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Amen. That's the same thing. He said, I will send one just like me. Mm-hmm. Like, and so for people, for there to be Christians who don't believe that, <laughs> you know, that he's real, mm-hmm. man, what is that saying? You know, and, and so I, I think this is a huge, I, what was the percentage? It was 62? So, okay. So there are different percentages. In, well, 62% among the self-identified Christians. Okay. So what, um, what Arizona Christian University's research department does through the work, the, the oversight of George Barna, mm-hmm. um, is that they break down these groups and then they give the percentages within the groups. Within, okay. Right? So you have like the self-identified Christians, which yeah. is the largest group yeah. of Christians, right. if you will, in America at 69%. Mm-hmm. That's 176 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the self-identified born-again Christians. That's 35%. Mm-hmm. All right? 89 million. Self-identified evangelical Christians. Twenty-eight percent mm-hmm. theologically born again Christians, twenty-eight percent, and then the integrated disciples; uh, those are the ones that possess a biblical worldview. That's six percent, six percent in America. So we're speaking of sixty-two percent of which group that be- that uh, does not believe that the Holy Spirit is real. So okay, wait. Let me go back to it. Claim that. Hold on. Let me find exactly because under this one, the self-identified Christians, I believe the sixty percent, the sixty-two percent was under born-again Christians. Mm. But I want to make sure that I get that information mm. accurate there because I don't want to misrepresent. It's already bad, right? Yeah, any group that it, it pertains to is terrible. Hold on, you let know? me find that. But I was wondering if it, right it was the biggest group or if it was one of those those other ones. But it's it's terrible to even, man, to consider that. And yeah. it's mind-boggling 
you know, <laughs> when I think of who the Holy Spirit is, that he is God, that that would have a, a segment of people who are professing Christians that don't believe that he's real, you know, yeah. so that, that that's just amazing to me. I mean, you know, self-identified born again Christians. Okay. Self-identified born again Christians. That's, so the largest group amazing. is the self-identified Christians. Yeah. They call themselves People that just Christians. Say, I'm a right. Christian. Yeah. So the 62% of self-identified born again Christians wow. do not believe the Holy Spirit is real. Wow. Wow. I think that's even more egregious yeah, than it is. just the people because who say I'm a Christian. Because you have a lot of people who would say that they're Christians, they're not. And say, and say that they're born again. Yeah. Because yeah, don't yeah. you anchor a little bit more, like, when when a person says, yeah, I'm a born-again believer. like you. Yeah, that that holds some more weight to me. That's like you does. understand some things. You but think? just the person that's saying that I'm a Christian. Right. You know, you kind of, okay, all right. Right. You know, you got to go further. But if you say I'm a born-again believer, a born-again Christian, that's saying that you understand, you know what I'm saying? What yeah. You, what you're supposed to understand. Right. That, that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. And and so you have to be born That's again. And you would imagine that that person understands that you are born again by the spirit of God. Yeah. Like that this is not something that you do right. your own self. Right. Hmm. So so Mm-mm. so then to me, that says that these things are just buzzwords mm-hmm. that people have heard over time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, that sounds good. Or maybe someone they love and respect mm-hmm. said it. And yeah. they're like, yeah, that's me too. But it, it points to the, the teaching that's happening in the church. Or the lack thereof. Yeah, or the lack thereof. How, how many times have I heard the Holy Spirit referred to as it? Oh, probably more than you can count. You, you see I'm what I'm sure. saying? That's yeah. probably, you know, and that's that's big. That's yeah. big for, you know, for people to understand the Holy Spirit as being a it or a force oh, or sometimes wow. and not God. Right. You know, that's right. happening a lot in these numbers. Bear that out for right. people who call themselves born again believers. And don't you think that also there is a certain evidence of um, a disregard for the work of the spirit or maybe um, proof that a person is not converted when a person cannot overcome sin in their life? Mm. I mean, you think about the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is not to say that there are some things that are strongholds that mm-hmm. we battle with, you know, and right. that we are we are praying to overcome. But a person who is just living and loving their sin, that their mm. conscience mm-hmm. is seared. There's no, there's no longer the ability to mourn. I'm thinking of like mm. a first Corinthians five yeah. type situation mm-hmm. where Paul is like, you yeah. guys, your boasting is not good about like what, what is going on? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems to mm. me that the need for not only the knowledge of the Holy spirit, but prayer mm-hmm. that the Holy spirit would be active in each of our lives is so necessary. Mm. You know, that we would not be guilty, as the Bible says, of grieving the Holy Spirit of God, mm. which means mm. that the Holy Spirit of God is active in our lives, but we can ignore him. Mm-hmm. We can ignore his leading. We can mm-hmm. ignore that conviction that mm-hmm. we feel. We can override that. Mm. I mean, that's that's scary, but I think that that's happening in a lot of Christians' lives today. Yeah. Uh, and then certainly you have information like this, and you're just like, man, what is really going on? The question is, who is a Christian. So getting back to this breakdown here, I want to share just a little more information, give some Bible passages, and then I want to open the phone lines up and I want to hear from our listening audience. I, I you know, is this troubling to you? Mm-hmm. Is this something that is just already confirming what, you know, as you suggested, we can kind of see that this is true mm-hmm. as we look around. I will tell you something else that I thought was interesting in the findings here uh, in this survey is that when you look at political posters, mm-hmm. And the way that they break down the way people vote in this country, because we we also look at this and we look at the implications of this decline 
on our political system, whereby right now mm-hmm. we <laughs> we have a nation that is changing right before our eyes. Yeah, like we're in it, the change. It in, is changing right now. It, right it's now. like being on an elevator that is yes. moving up. Yes, while you stand still, it is still moving. It's changing. So we are in a nation that is changing right now. We are experiencing mm-hmm. it right now. Um, this study or these this survey. I believe gives gives us a reason, if you will, um, for the state that we're in, because mm-hmm. we don't live in a nation that is largely populated by genuine, faithful, God fearing mm. Christians. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Wow. It cannot be. And so then the results would have to be what we see. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so then you think about it. So you've got these posters who say they will look at data for how mm-hmm. people are going to vote and mm-hmm. do they care about the moral issues. Mm-hmm. But no, because you, if you look at these Christians, yeah. like I'll say, for example, um, the, the largest group, the self-identified Christians, that's mm-hmm. the largest group. Right. Uh, 52% mm-hmm. of that group, mm-hmm. 52% yeah. of that group claim that determining moral truth is up to each individual. Mm. There, is, there are no moral absolutes that apply to everyone all the time. Mm. So now 52%. So over half of those who just, who identify as Christians. So when we're looking at the way the Christians vote, Mm -hmm. we have to take that into consideration. So if there are social issues that we are concerned about and you want to see things change or you want to see things different, man, I hate to say this. It it sounds counterintuitive to say, but you can't depend on the Christians to bring about that change. Yeah. Yeah. I I think this also speaks. Uh, to the lack of uh, discipleship. Yes. Because these things that should be handed down, you know, in the faith have to be handed down not only by the church meetings, but by a discipleship. You know, you can learn who the Holy Spirit is from a seasoned brother or sister, Amen. you know, teaching from the scripture who he is, Amen. you know, and his experiences with the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works and yes. like those things. So there's a lack of discipleship mm-hmm. as well that people are not, they're not getting it. They're not getting the teaching, yes. you know, and that that's grieving. Which, that's is, grieving. which is the work of the church to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah. Like, so if you think about the discipleship that's supposed to be prevalent in mm-hmm. our congregations, mm-hmm. the the older women teaching the younger women, and the older men teaching the younger men. Yeah, and there's just a void that just isn't happening. Yeah, and we're seeing the result of that. Yes, we are. All right, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take the break and we'll come back and we'll open the phone lines up. So you stay right there. to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening and watching as we stream the program on both uh, Facebook and YouTube. Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. How about that? Thank mm-hmm. you guys for joining us for that. We mm-hmm. are asking the question, who who is a Christian? Yeah. Um, you know, based on the polling information that we have here coming from Arizona Christian 
a university under the direction of George Barna, it doesn't seem that very many of us are. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, so I guess mm. even more so, I'm going to have to be saying things like so-called and using quotes, you know, right. <laughs> just, right. to, just to make sure yeah. that I'm operating with integrity. We're going to open the phone lines here in just a little bit. But before we do that, mm -hmm. I want to just run through just a few things, kind of like just do like a spot around, kind of jump around, um, looking at some of the things that the self professing mm -hmm. uh, Christians claim that are uh, errant, right? And then I want to provide a biblical response to those things. Maybe I can do that while we get the phone line uh, phone lines queued up. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Thank you, Sherry V. <laughs> She's over in our studio CC. That's what we call it. Nobody else calls it that. But in our studio, <laughs> CC, Sherry right. V is taking your calls. I want to get your take on this. I want to know um, what this says to you. Is it alarming? Do you have questions about what's happening in churches across America? Uh, how do we remedy this situation where we have so many people, uh, which let me just say this too. It should be chilling to us that you can have so many people claiming to be a Christian, mm -hmm. not knowing what a Christian or who a Christian really is or what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and so then, you know, I think the necessary question is, you know, are we talking about people who think they have something that they don't? Mm -hmm. And what are the eternal implications of that? Yeah. And that's scary. That's yeah. really scary. So here we go. I just want to jump around to these things real quick. Um, this is the self-identified Christian group. This is the largest group uh, in America, ac according to this research, um, self-identified Christians. And 72% of the largest group believe that people or argue that people are basically good argue that people 70%. are basically good. Mm -hmm. um, think about the implications of this. If people are basically good, why Jesus? <laughs> right. Why What's do we the, need Jesus? Right, right. Romans chapter 3, verse 10 says, there's none who's righteous. There's none who does good. No, not one. Mm -hmm. Right? Like all of us are infected by sin. The Bible says that through Adam, all sinned. It's mm -hmm. in our DNA. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk about what is systemic. Sin is systemic. That's it right. is the systemic thing that we should all be focused on. That's right. It's sin. And it infects and affects all of us, mm. every single one of us. So no, people are not basically good. And then here, another one, 64% of this group say that all religious faiths are of equal value. All religious faiths are of equal value. So apparently they just picked Christianity. They just chose it. Maybe it was something that they grew up in mm -hmm. and they just chose to stick with that. But I mean, there's no distinction in it. Yeah. But the question is, then, is that true? Absolutely, that is not true. But here's the question. The question is, why do you have faith? Remember, we talked yesterday about faith being treated as fractions. Faith in what? Faith in whom? Mm -hmm. Why do you have faith? So if you know that your faith or that the goal of your faith or the object of your faith is the saving of your soul, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you're not going to say that all faiths are equal <laughs> because all faiths can't promise that. Come on. And Come even on. if they tried, they can't deliver that. Come on. There was only one man, the Christ, yes, okay, That's right. who promised that and then confirmed it by rising again from the dead. Amen. In front of witnesses, people saw him. All right? They <laughs> saw him. So, so again, 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining, verse 9, obtaining the outcome of your faith, mm. the salvation of your souls. Amen. So it's not faith for faith's sake. 
It's not just being a person of faith because that makes us feel warm. There is a goal of our faith. There's a reason that we have faith in Jesus Christ for the saving of our soul. So then all faiths cannot possibly be the same. Right, right. This is, this is why we've got to put objects yes. on these things yes. when we talk about them. Okay, one other thing, and then we'll go to the phone lines. 58% believe that if a person is good enough or does enough good things, they can earn their way to heaven. How, what's, what's the percentage on that? That is 58%, almost be, 60%. I thought it would be higher. Did you really? The, the, wow. the being good thing, I, man, I, I feel like that's so prevalent. It is so prevalent. You know? And even if people don't say it, they live that way, yeah. right? So Ephesians chapter 2, for by grace you have been saved. It's amazing because in Ephesians chapter 2, it's like while, while Paul is going through and he's talking about being dead in his transgression or his trespasses and his sins, mm-hmm. and he's talking about though he was dead, Christ made him alive, right? Amen. And it's like he breaks out into this praise break. <laughs> Paul does a shout. It's like, by grace you have been saved. Yeah. I mean, this is something that overwhelms him as he's, writing this, right? Mm. And then again, in verses eight and nine, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Mm. Mm. If, if, if it could be obtained by your own goodness, you would say so. Mm-hmm. But indeed, it cannot be obtained by your own goodness. Guys, this is what we must teach our children. This is what we must ensure that our grandchildren understand yeah and indeed they are going to be living as genuine minorities in a culture that has moved away from the authority of god's word and and i fear that some of these numbers have been brought about by the growth of america along with the christianity like yes that yes being american to some people have been uh, seen as the same thing as being a christian or like especially the ones that you talked about who uh, say that all religions are pretty much equal. Yeah, all faiths are the same. Well, if I'm in America, you know, I would feel like, well, you know, yeah, Christian. But because if you're I'm a Muslim, America. it's the same, you wow. know. Like, you know, I think that has been something that has really hurt, you know, having the wrong mindset about the uh, exclusivity yes. of, of Christ yes. and, and, and Christianity. Mm-hmm. That, no, there's no other, you know, religion that's like it. That's There's exactly no other, right. like you, like you were saying. So I think some of this is a feature of conflating the the two of Man, being a, an American point. and being Christian and saying like, well, of course I'm American. I'm Christian. Right. God and country, like you know, right. and it's wow. and it being on the same plane. <laughs> so I think I think that's some of these numbers. I, I think that's why this, some of them are so high. Now you, you know, know that man. That is such. That is an interesting and sobering point. And I was thinking just as you were talking, it would make sense that people if. If what you're saying, what you're suggesting is true, and mm-hmm. I, I believe that you're onto something here, then it, it only stands to reason that you have people who would say having faith mm-hmm. and just, you know, at all is, is better than no faith. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to specifically mm-hmm. be faith in Jesus. Why? Because that would suggest that what we really want is we want good people. Mm-hmm. We're not really concerned about saved people. Mm-hmm. We want to live in a country where people are good. Mm, we want mm. people to do good stuff. Yeah. We, we don't want people to do bad <laughs> things to us yeah. or themselves. Yeah. Do good things. But the gospel actually goes further than goodness. Mm-hmm. It goes further than the morality that we live out because why we have been saved. Yes. Yes. Right? And, and even to get the, the uh, outcome that some people are, are looking for, like true, genuine salvation, 
leads to that. To that's goodness. right. That's right. You can't be good. That's right. You know, like like the only thing that can change the heart of man Come on. is the gospel. You know, and what Christ said. Not critical race theory. Oh. Not studies on yeah. intersectionality. Not yeah. social justice warring. Yeah. Not more policies. Right. Not you know. Um, yeah affirmative action, not None taking this from this person and giving it to that person, equity and all of this stuff, right. diversity and inclusion. None of these things can do it. It is only Jesus Christ, but we want the result mm-hmm. without the Savior. That's it. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Chuck in Mississippi. Hi, Chuck. Hey, how you all doing? Hello. Doing good. such an excellent point Amen. thank you so much chuck i don't know how chuck is listening he said it sounds better when he's listening on the phone on his phone than listening through his radio okay hey that's not sorry about that chuck i don't know what oh uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but that's an excellent point that our brother just made yeah. man and and look we mine these things out of the scriptures mm-hmm. being in relationship with the lord we grow in our knowledge of who he is and how we best relate to him yeah you know and man i i would say uh irreverence is normalized in our Christian culture, irreverence. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, I could, I'll give some instances maybe later, but let's go back <laughs> to the phone lines, Will the Great. All right, let's go to Steve in Tennessee. Hi, Steve. Hi, how y'all doing? I appreciate your program very, very much. Thank you. Um, on what y'all been talking about, you know, um, it's scary to know that the Bible even tells you that few will seek, but many, I mean, m- many will seek, but few will enter mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, it says, that you're, if you're not born by the Spirit, you can't get into heaven either. So mm. where does, how do they get the Spirit knocked out of all this? And <laughs> one one other short thing, and what troubles me more than any is the people that say that I've healed in your name, I've cast out demons in your name, oh. and so forth, and he cast them out, and that's scary. Mm. Yeah. That is so no, scary. Right, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. Yeah. And having done all of these things, mm. you know, having, having done all of these things and believed that these things somehow— you know, conferred upon them salvation mm. and not truly knowing the Lord or yeah. being known by the Lord. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely chilling. Look, <laughs> we, we were having a conversation with our kids even just yesterday, and I told them, I said, the word of God is your straight edge. Mm-hmm. The word of God is your measuring stick. And I told them, just as the Apostle Paul told the Galatians, I said, if I say to you something other than what you originally received or something that is not backed up by Scripture, you reject it. Yeah. I'm your mother you reject it. Mm-hmm. Guys, look, we like we we have to have this dogmatic approach to the holiness of God and the glory of God and the honor of God in our generation that we tell the truth about who God is. It may step on some toes because when you've got family members that say things to you that you're like, that's not really true, mm-hmm. you hesitate. Yeah. But man, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I mean, what's what's more important? Yeah. You know, your comfort in that moment. And look, the Lord can help us to to gain the strength that we need to to be courageous in those moments. Absolutely. You know, we can't, like they used to say growing up, don't, don't, if, 
That's right. You know, stop That's ifing. Right. We got to just go ahead and, right. and be bold. The Absolutely. Lord can help us. Amen. Amen. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. We're next. All right, let's go to Jason in Texas. Hi, Jason. Hey, Will, Nikki, how y'all doing? Hello. Fine. Y'all can hear me all right? Yes. All right. Uh, I just wanted to share a quick testimony of mine. Uh, me and my wife was invited to church about nine years ago, and we both thought we were saved, but after going to Sunday school and actually being involved in the church, uh, we was questioning our salvation. We had a guest preacher come in. He was preaching about people who think they're saved mm-hmm. but really haven't turned over a new leaf, given their lives fully to Christ. And me and my wife went forward and got saved that day, and it was a true miracle. Mm-hmm. But um, I called my mom, and I told her that we got saved, and she thought we had already been saved, so I had to explain her really wasn't. But uh she told me, she said, son, if you're truly saved, why don't you turn on the news and see what they're doing to Christians in this country? Hmm. And I've never watched the news before. So I turned it on, and they're firing football coaches for praying in the 50-yard line mm-hmm. and trying to kick in God we trust out of our country and uh, wanting to pull up all the crosses in Arlington Field. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, what mm-hmm. is going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that started my whole sticker deal on my truck. So, uh, but after the election in 2016, you know, we know what the left stands for, murdering babies and gay marriage and critical race theory and all that garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sitting in Sunday school. My Sunday school teacher asked the question, you know, what is it that makes a Christian not want to witness? And I just blurted out liberals. <laughs> Who would have thought liberals went to church, right? But, uh, yeah, in the back of the room, you had this old man that said, don't you go there. Liberals can be saved too. You know, so like my wife's over there pinching my leg and I'm like, okay, <laughs> what am I missing here? So, uh, yeah, I just, I thank God every day that he saved me and I pray he fills me with his Holy Spirit every day. And mm-hmm. I called in a couple of years ago and told you about my church, you know, after that, uh, that Florida bomber, you know, my church is like, huh, we saw his van and we thought about your truck and her car. Because <laughs> they're just filled with stickers because there's so much stuff I didn't know out there. And every time I fight figure something out or the government says they're going to take something away from me, mm-hmm. oh, another sticker. Wow. Jason, you know, I want to just say something. I was I was thinking as you were speaking, I think if I and it's I, I don't know that I caught every single thing, um, but it it sounded like you said your Sunday school teacher asked why what makes christians not want to share the gospel witness? not want to witness right and and man I, I i think the answer to that is that maybe some in some ways we don't really believe what the gospel teaches mm. because like if you and and i think there there also is a fear mm-hmm. um i think that we live in probably the most hostile times in this nation that we've lived in for christians mm-hmm. um you, people could argue that yeah. somebody might say no it was this time it was that time i mean and that and that's fine you could have a discussion around it i don't believe the discussion would be salvific but right. i i do i do believe that there is fear now that is pressing in on the believer because mm. uh probably unlike times past your profession of faith 
and your audacity to share it could cost you your job. Mm-hmm. Could could cost you a promotion within yeah, your job. Could, yeah. could cost you, Stakes you know, bank loans. I mean, all yeah. kinds of things as people increasingly check your social media footprint before they right. do very basic things like loan you money for a house. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear about these things happening, but these things are going on. So That's I think right. there's fear coupled with people just kind of tacitly believing, well, if they're supposed to be saved, <laughs> you know, but yeah. the Lord has entrusted the gospel to us. Mm. We have a work to do. All right. Um, excuse me. All right. We got to grab the break. We'll come back. Sorry. We'll go back to the phone lines when we get back. Uh, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you But God only knows the real you There's a kind of love that God only knows Welcome back to Aaron the Addison on American Family Radio Got me some water no longer sound like I've been walking through a sandstorm <laughs> <laughs> trying to talk. All right. Anyway, welcome back. I'm Mickey. And I'm Will. And as God only knows for King and Country. Jerry B. and J. Mac on tap, helping us navigate the show. And boy, do we appreciate them. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back to your calls. 888-589-8840. Who is a Christian? Who mm. is, like, or as our kids would ask. This is, I don't know why kids talk this way, but who even is a Christian? That's what they say. <laughs> who, what even is that? That's what they say all the time. I don't know why even intensifies the question, but who even is a a Christian? (laughs) I guess should be the title of the show. Jeff's like, no, it can't. (laughs) (laughs) You already said it. I know. It's already done. Uh, All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Aaron in North Carolina. Hi, Aaron. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, Great being able to talk with y'all. God bless you. Um, So just a couple comments. Um, I'll try to be quick because I have problem focusing. So something you brought up uh, with the uh, lack of the lack of belief in the Holy Spirit, um, that was something that my wife and I actually just had a conversation on this uh, this weekend. So I was like, oh, let me call. But <laughs> we, um, <laughs> the church we were at, um, you know, that was a real problem for us. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not going to put names or anything, but, mm-hmm. you know, we were going there. We were uh, members and doing a lot in it. And, um, you know, it was just dying and it was mm-hmm. sad. Um and one of the things, you know, the Holy Spirit was taboo to them. And mm. it's a big denomination, a mm. very large one, you know, and it was something that well, you don't speak, you don't say. Mm. Wow. Like, wow. You know, and I grew up um, in multiple churches. Um, you know, my parents weren't um, weren't really there with much. Um, Dad grew up Catholic and my mom was more evangelical, if that's the term we're going to use. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> You know, I grew up with uh, uh, Assembly of God, and, you know, you, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit was there, and mm-hmm. it was uh, uh, very uh, fire-driven and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a couple things you guys brought up that are interesting. One is, uh, you know, like I said, my background is uh, with my family, my dad's side, Catholic, Mexican family. And it's funny because words that they use and everything is, well, you're, you were born Catholic, you're always Catholic. Well, I wasn't mm. born Catholic. <laughs> you know, and wow. well, there's there's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, well, who is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost? Well, you know, it's it's mm. just this this thing. <laughs> well, it's not, you know. And it took wow. me years to really understand that the Holy Spirit is a living 
person, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, and to miss out, you're missing the whole, a whole relationship with God. You know, we have the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what makes us even Christian is, mm-hmm. is what we are given. And we're, we're given this whole part of God that, that, that we can tap into, that we have, that, that helps us to be obedient, that corrects us when we're wrong, that, mm-hmm. that guides us and leads us, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's a, that's a huge failing within the church and discipleship because it's not there, mm. you know, and yeah. it's, uh, it's almost that we're, uh, spiritualist in some sense because, oh, well, you know, this, this ghost spirit realm thing now, we don't really believe in it. Well, no, I'm sorry. There is a, <laughs> there is a whole nother realm mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit is there to help guide you and lead you and fight for you. Yes. Um, and, and the Holy Spirit seals us at the point of conversion. That's right. I mean, that's right. you know, in addition to all of the other things mm-hmm. that the spirit of God so graciously gives to us, yeah. right. All of these additional gifts. Yeah. I mean, but, he is the one who seals us. I'm curious though, Aaron, I just had a question as you were talking initially, and I was wondering about this, if you might comment, um, why was it, or describe for me um, the church that you were at where we don't speak of the Holy Spirit. Like what, help me understand. I'm trying to hear that through like, what does that sound like? So, so we don't, we don't acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is real, or what? Help me understand that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's not that it's not that anybody would say, well, the Holy Spirit isn't real. And, and you know, honestly, I would I would back that up and say I would say that anybody that's new that came into that church um, that didn't have a relationship with Christ, that's they would never know who the Holy Spirit is in that church. The Holy Spirit was maybe brought up two or three times. Um, you would hear uh, the you would hear Holy Spirit at communion once a month, and really that was it. But uh, my wife and I, you know, we would talk about, we would pray and ask the Holy Spirit for for guidance, and yeah. and we yeah. would talk about, hey, the Holy Spirit is leading us and moving mm. us. Yes, and we believe the Holy Spirit's telling us to do these things and, mm. and to move us in these directions. And it's and that's what we're teaching our children. You know, the mm. Holy Spirit is grieving within you when you sin. Yes, and, yes. And that's how you know that God is true and God is real because you feel it. Mm. And, and it's not just it's not the feeling, mm-hmm. feeling you know, not our feelings, but right. you you know because something in you is saying that this sin is wrong. Mm. Yes, yes. I I can't follow it. Mm. But wow. That's, that's not what's being taught. You know, and and this is a very, very large denomination. It's very, very sad. Yeah, mm. Aaron, thank you so much for sharing that. People I, are going, oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, I just want to just say something thank before you, we got too far away from a point that you just made. Yeah. When you said that, you know, your wife and, and you were talking about um, the leading of the Holy Spirit and following the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is leading us in this way, this is very common language in the scriptures. When you look yeah. at, you know, it's we have the acts of the apostles, but really what you're witnessing are the acts of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to advance the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Acts chapter 13. I just flipped to it while Aaron was talking, yeah. right? I mean, look at right. Acts chapter 13. So while they were worshiping, worshiping the Lord and fasting, this is the church at Antioch, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Mm -hmm. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. I I mean, I, you know, 
And why we He's get active. so crazy yes. about this? Like it's in the scriptures. And the thing is, the reason is because there has been abuses. Yes. And sometimes yes. in our human nature, when those abuses occur, we want to like throw out everything. Yeah, so we step back. We step back. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I used to believe. Uh, you yeah, know. but there have been false teachers. We don't throw out the word. Exactly. There have no, been you're false right. teachers, you're but right. we still allow for the teaching of the word. But what but do we do? We correct the false teaching. But that's something that's different about this. It's ooh, spooky. It's too freaky. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's you know, a it's force. Just, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sad. It but I, sad. I agree with our brother um, oh, yeah. Aaron, though. There is something that is lost in the life of the believer uh, when we don't acknowledge the work of the Spirit mm. and we don't acknowledge our great need mm-hmm. for the Spirit's work in our life to be led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't be something that among believers we bite our tongue in communicating that the Spirit of God was leading me. I, right. I felt strongly I needed to do this. Yeah. That should be common among us. Maybe out in the world they're not going to understand that. Yeah. But to Christians it should be very common as you see in the Scriptures. And, and, and I'm going to tell you too, sometimes we have an inflated view of our intellect Oh, to be wow. able to, uh, you know, lean on the spirit that that oh, is seen as like it hurts. You know, that's seen as kind of like come on. You know, throwing right. up a prayer, like you know, I, to lean and depend on God. Oh, He's man. God. You know, no, I can figure this out with my intellect. Give oh, me this book man. over here. It's going to show me and tell me how to live today. Wow. You know, not my reasonable response. Exactly. I can reason my way through this. Yes. I'm going to give. We're going to go. You know, ideas against ideas, and mm-hmm. I'm better equipped, and so I'm going to win. Versus going into a situation where you may be at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit of God, who knows the things of God, right? Obviously, he is the advantage. <laughs> yes. It's just incredible to think yes. about. Let's go back to the phone lines 888-589-8840. Where do we go? All right, let's go to Kenny in Louisiana. Hi, Kenny. Hey, Nikki and Will. I first want to say praise God for you two and American Family Association and mm-hmm. the ministry. So I've listened to, I listen to y'all every day, but I, I want to get on to First John 5, 7. There are three that bear record in heaven, mm-hmm. the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. and these three are one. Amen. Uh, mm-hmm. on, the, on the day that, that the Lord was baptized by John the Baptist, all three of them were there. Mm-hmm. The Father spoke from heaven yes. and said, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, descended like a dove mm-hmm. and come upon the Lord. Mm. And they were all three there that day. They mm. were all three there in the beginning. Mm. And they are <laughs> still there and will always be there. That's right. I pastored for 20 uh, years and been voted out of two churches because of preaching the Word of God. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've watched this slow, just slowly erode away. And, and I've come to a point today when... Uh, I was witnessing to someone yesterday in a drugstore, and and, um, and I, and you know, that you say, are you saved? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> then immediately I, I asked the question, what would you do if you were standing before God right now? And he said, why should I let you into heaven? <laughs> and the normal response is, is because I was baptized, I was this, I was that, <laughs> I, was, I was something. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet that tells me that that person does not have a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, then I go to sharing the gospel. Amen. Uh, you know, that Jesus did everything. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Uh, I mean, he gave us a free choice, but uh, even he gives us uh, the drawing of the Holy Spirit, mm. drawing us to him. Yes. So really all we do is answer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mm. Yes. Talk. Yeah. God does everything else. Amen. Amen. Brother thank Kenny, Kenny, thank you so much. And God bless you as you continue to labor for truth. I mean, you know, and it's interesting. <laughs> that is such an in- interesting question. Like, you know, yeah. this um, hypothetical question, um, why should God let us into heaven? I think people who truly understand um, sin and truly understand who we are without Christ, I think they would rightly answer yeah, he shouldn't. Mm. I don't I don't deserve to be with God. Right. Like there's no reason that God should let me in right. to heaven. Right. I have no right of claim. There's nothing that he owes me that he's got to pay me back. Yeah. Right. The only thing I cling to and fall on is the mercy of God Amen. that the wrath that he poured out on his son mm. was sufficient to cover my debt. Mm. I don't deserve anything. <laughs> this is this is amazing grace. Yes. Right. Yes. There's one other instance, we'll go back to the phone lines. There's one other instance, as our brother was kind of um, recounting for us, those different times in Scripture where we see uh, the triunity of God. No, Mm. you're not going to find Trinity in Scripture, but you're going to find Godhead, Mm -hmm. right? And you're going to find the illustration of this, that God exists three, yet one, Mm -hmm. all right? Um, Present when Stephen is being stoned. Mm. When Stephen is being stoned, you find the presence of of the Godhead mentioned there. And it's incredible to think of the significance of this moment when Stephen, the first martyr, the first to die for proclaiming Christ, and here you have the Godhead present in this moment. And let me read it to you because it's really incredible when you go back and look at it. Um, Acts chapter 7, verse 54. Now, when they this is after Stephen's huge monologue, mm-hmm. his, his mm-hmm. preaching, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's breaking right. it down. All right, so now when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God Mm -hmm. and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Mm. Man. I'll continue. (laughs) And he said, behold. So Mm. Stephen tells what he sees Mm. before he dies. Mm. He says, behold, I see the heavens open and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. Mm. Now, there's no need for him to say, I'm full of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Luke already lets us know that he was full of the spirit of God and gazing up into heaven. He sees the glory of God and the son of God standing. Mm. This (laughs) is an incredible moment. Guys, we have such a rich faith that doesn't leave us calling audible, trying to make it up. And yeah. decide what we're going to adopt and what we're not going to adopt. Right. We just need to read the Bible. Come on. We need to pray and ask the God of wisdom to give us wisdom. Mm. To fill us with all knowledge and understanding that mm. we may mm. declare who he is in our generation. Amen. We can do it if we will do it. Like mm. if, if you will seek him, he's not playing catch me if you can. That's right. God That's right. wants us to know him. Yes. All right. Let's try to squeeze in one more call. Will the Great, where do we go? All right. Let's go to Dennis in Mississippi. Hi, Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Are you there? All right. Well, let's go to John in Texas. Hi, John. Hey, this is uh, John in Texas. Thank you guys for having me. God bless you. So five quick points that I think are helpful to Uh this question. Okay. Is one, the first point is I think that the question of like who is a Christian, I think that Jesus uh, clearly teaches 
there's a very clear answer to it. He talks about, you know, not gathering figs from thorns or thorns from fig mm-hmm. trees. Hey, John, you're going like, to have to trim it to three points for me because we're going to run out of time. You hear the music. Okay, there's okay. three points. So basically I'll say the three obstacles. I don't know how to do it so short, but uh, the three <laughs> obstacles that uh, we run into in applying what he clearly teaches is one, um, in America, we had the uh, halfway covenant in the early uh, 17th century, which basically we decided that as uh, so many um, people were coming in to our colonies, but they weren't uh, oh, experiencing John. or expressing a... John, a, 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 I'm so sorry. We're going to run out of time. I'm sorry. I have to jump in. This is the worst <laughs> part about what I do. We are out of time, but I feel like what you're doing is going to have to be unpacked here because it's so rich. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.